0: Boo all you want, you dumb, worthless, fat pieces of shit! We're not even on
1: TV yet! Boo all you want! I don't give a fuck! I would like to thank God Almighty for giving everybody so much and me so little. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you. And I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I knew it. I love when he does that.
0: Well, once you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. So, so good luck. Okay? Good luck.
1: You say rock bottom, but, like, it just seems like things keep getting worse. What? What is rock bottom? Who decides what's the bottom of all this? I mean, seriously, you go, okay, today is Friday, and I woke up in Cleveland, and I'm going... How much worse can it get? Don't count me down, you piece of shit! Shut
0: your mouth! Look at me, Tony! Look at me! I want you to fire me! You fucking mark! Fire me!
1: Fire me! How you think they gonna feel when they introduce your boys? That's the new. WWE, Undisputed, Tag Team, Champion. Oh, no, I don't know who's. They might be cheering. Yeah. They might be booing. Yeah. Little kids might be crying. Oh, yeah. We got grown men out there crying. Yeah. But they still might be hating on the or Hating on us? Why? Because we went out there and did, did. what we said we was going to do. The Buffalo, all your babbling is interfering with my machine. So for the next few minutes, please just do me a favor and kindly... Sheet! Chelsea says, Matt, can you come to bed? No, I'd rather play with my figures instead. She said, can we be romantic and do things we enjoy? Oh, no, me and Brian Myers spent our savings on toys. Now I think my girl is gonna walk out the door I'm only 37, but I look like 54 And Matt Cardona, you could be the man But there's just one problem you should understand You're the king of the indies, and now you're rich But to me, you will always be edges, bitch You and Brian Myers, you act like kids, but to me, you will always be Edges, bitch. You're the king of the indies, and now you're rich, but to me, you will always be Edges, bitch. To me, you will always be Edges, bitch. To me, you will always be Edges, bitch.
2: episode 348 of the Hoots podcast it may be episode 348 but number one in your heart it is your boy the nefarious brother adam aka joshua lopez speaking to you on this thursday february 16 2023 we are two episodes away from reaching episode 350 which will be taking place on march 2nd make sure to put it in your calendars you get a brand new episode of the Who's Podcast every single week. If this is your first time listening or watching our fine program, we appreciate the support. We want you to feel like we're sitting next to you, sharing the shit about life in the world of professional wrestling as we see it. I, Like I said, I am Joshy. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you like. At the Who's Podcast, please do us a favor, especially around YouTube right now. Do us three favors: one, like this video. Secondly, subscribe. And press that note, uh, that bell notification so you get notified whenever a new episode of the Hoots Podcast drops or some exclusive content. You never know. And then finally, for those who are watching, we're going to do this every week. We started this last week. I want those who's really paying attention. So comment down below for the question of the week for the Hoots Podcast. What is your real stance on Valentine's Day and how you go about it? curious i'll give i'll let you know how i feel about valentine's day at the end of this intro segment but you tell me we're coming off the heels of valentine's day are you for it are you against it are you indifferent to it do you think it's a a work (laughs) tell me uh for you like how you go about valentine's day is it even a holiday that you even acknowledge let me know in the comment section down below with that being said we got a fun show for you guys As always, but especially this week, is our prediction show. No! For the Chamber of Eliminations taking place this Saturday in Montreal. Um, Very excited for that pay-per-view. Very big lineup to discuss as we'll get into this week at WWE. Also, we got our main event segment, What the Hell is Wrong with AEW. I hope you guys have been enjoying some of the new production elements I've been adding to the pod recently. Actually, we just re-updated our new intro, as you guys have probably listened to it by now. So we appreciate that. Um, also, in What the Hell is Wrong with AW, I did something I never thought I would do. I dropped <laughs> my first diss track. I gave a tribute to the Acclaim, but in a different uh, topic. I did my first dish- diss track with the Acclaim music in the background. You guys will hear what that is in the main event segment. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I spent almost two hours <laughs> writing this down and trying to get this down perfectly. I never rapped before, so I wanted to give it a shot and be like, hey, let, let's let's get into it, right? So <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy it. It'll be in the backdrop of what the hell's wrong with AEW, but don't fret. Um, I am flying soul this week, so you'll hear about a car via satellite this week. So following this uh, segment like we did last week, you'll hear the thoughts of Derico. Then we get into uh, this week at WWE, and we wrap it up with what the hell's wrong AW With that being said, uh, we drop the show free of charge every single Thursday, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, wide. Apple Podcasts, wide. Google Play, wide. YouTube, wide. iHeartRadio, Radio, wide. Make sure just to type in whose pockets in your Google search engines, and it's pretty easy to find. And we appreciate your support. Please, please leave us a four or five star review and rating. It helps ex- not only expand the reach of the show, but myself and Bernard Carter will love to gauge your honest feedback and just overall views of the podcast as a whole. Uh, we're always open to suggestions, and we do appreciate those who take the time to actually listen to the show. So, <laughs> you guys are awesome. So, we're gonna start off as we usually do with the. Backports QA session. As always, if you ever want to participate in the Backports QA session, all you have to do is send me a question at the Hoots Podcast or the Hoots Podcast at gmail.com. Starting off as we usually do, we'll start things off with the good brother, Chris Zaletta. That's right, Chris Zaletta at X Team 24x on Twitter. Uh, he says, per ritual. Uh Just give me one second. I'm pulling some things up here to. <laughs> follow up with his questions Uh, okay got it right here boom (laughs) let's do it thoughts on Fast X Um, I wasn't expecting the Fast and the Furious questions to start off the questions but here we are (laughs) Um, I like the trailer I got to watch it the other night Um, I'm a fan of the Fast and the Furious series Um, I enjoy it for what it is and I just think uh, it was really good um, I know a lot of people are indifferent and just wanted to end and some were upset because they had space elements <laughs> attached to the last movie. I didn't get to watch the last Fast and Furious movie, but I'm intrigued by it. Uh, the cast looks good. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. It's, it's going to be interesting if this is the actual final one or just is part one of the finale, like they usually do with long time movie series. So we'll have to let that play out. But for what I've seen so far, Chris, Me, likey. I like it. Uh, Next question. Who wins the New Japan Cup? Great question. Well, I'm bummed out that I won't be covering the New Japan Cup this year. Um, It's looking more and more as the weeks go by that I have to stop doing transcripts. um, I'm going to miss covering New Japan. Uh, New Japan Cup starts on March 5th, uh, for those who are wondering. Uh, they They revealed the brackets this week. I'm looking at it right now as I speak. Uh, it's not good for uh visual purposes, but uh, for those who listening to the audio version, yes, I am I am looking at the uh bracket right now. Um it's a great question. I mean you look at the field right now, my best guess would be either will Osprey or Shingo. And that's actually my finals that I have here. Um I think uh Shingo will um make it to the finals on his side of the bracket and then Osprey I think should breeze through into his side of the bracket. So th- those would be my picks for that. But that's a good question. Um, who takes the IWGP U.S. title off of Kenny Olivier? Another good question. Um, I think Will Ospreay should be the one to take the title off of him. Honestly, I didn't think Olivier needed the title in the first place. I thought that was a dumb decision to uh, give him the titles at, that, uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. But that's just my opinion. All right. Uh, next question here. He says, um, any title changes at Battle of the Valley? Let me look at the card here, actually, since we're talking about it. Uh, There's two kickoff matches. We got the long, the highly anticipated match of J.R. Kratos and Alice Coughlin. Uh, The other pre-show match is Bobby Fish and David Finley. Uh, We have an eight-man tag here, which features Rocky Romero, Josh Alexander, Adrian Quest, and Mascara Dorada taking on a team of Valdar Jr., Kushida, Kevin Knight, and the DKC. We have the NJPW Strong Overweight Championship match with Fred Rosser and Kenta. Um, I think Kenta wins. Um, that's probably the only main one title shot I can see changing. Uh, we have the Strong Overweight Tag Titles with uh, Shelly and Saban taking on the West Coast Wrecking Crew. That should be a good match. We got Jay White and Eddie Kingston. We have a Filthy Rules fight. as a no qualification match with Filthy Tom Waller and Homicide. Uh, I think Zack Xavier uh, Jr. retains uh, his World TV title against Clark Connors. That should be an interesting matchup. Then we got uh, uh, Mercedes will probably beat Kyrie and win the title from her. And then we got uh, Okada and Tanahashi. How about that, guys? You guys in San Jose, you get Okada and Tanahashi as a main event. In the U.S., appreciate that <laughs> you don't get that a lot. I know they did Okada and Tanahashi for the G1 a few years ago in Dallas, but as a world title match on a pay-per-view in the U.S., appreciate that. One of the best uh rivalries reunite for the IWGP World Championship. Don't don't miss out on an opportunity like that. I think that's really really cool. With that being said, like I said, I'm gonna I'll probably say the ladies. Switch their titles and then uh, probably the uh, I think Kenson wins a strong open weight championship. Uh, thoughts on the toxic tra- uh, traction split? Well, if they were not going to be a tag team, I raw SmackDown or the group, if Manny Rose wasn't going to come back, there's probably no need for the group to continue on. So I thought they made the right decision. Which tight end would you rather have, Gronk or Travis Kelsey? Uh, well i love to officially add Travis Kelsey to my shit list. Uh, the guy uh, is definitely added to the dipshit university bubble vortex. Uh, he's a stooge and a clown. I don't know what this guy is saying. They didn't believe in us. They didn't believe in us. What? <laughs> Anytime you watch ESPN or that terrible show, sorry, but Carter, but I have to say it, that terrible show, Get Up, where Lewis Reddick and. Dan Orlovsky and et cetera, et cetera, get on their knees and verbally blow the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't say nobody cares or they doubt you. Give me a break. Uh, I'll I'll just have Gronk. Why not? Um, How much are you willing to give David Montgomery to keep him? Uh, If you could keep him around 11 million a year, I'd probably go with that. I'm not going to go past 15 or 20, but that's just me. Which would you prefer this show being called Elimination Chamber or No Way Out Um, I I don't mind it being Elimination Chamber If you want to do a No Way Out pay-per-view Make that the December pay-per-view That's just my opinion (laughs) Um, After Battle of the Valley Where do we see Jay White next Um, Well That's a good question Uh, I see Jay White Going to WWE The night after Wrestlemania That's my pick Unless there's a scenario where somebody does not have a WrestleMania match and then Jay White's a surprise. (laughs) Okay, next question. Which match are you looking forward to the most at Elimination Chamber? Uh, Good one. Um, Me, personally, outside the main event, because I I just think that's too much of an easy one to pick. For me, I'm really looking forward to Edge and Beth Phoenix uh, and Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley of the Judgment Day. Uh, I love this program. I'm going to talk a lot about it this week at WWE. Just everything they've done since the turn of Dominic. You know, this thing's been going on for almost a full year. Uh, what happened to Extreme Rules were the Judgment Day sent of Beth Phoenix to the Gulags was just a phenomenal thing. Everything with Onsite Edge was just awesome, man. I'm a big fan of Onsite Edge. So I guess we're going to talk about this now. <laughs> said the segment but uh I, I loved everything they've been doing the story's been awesome the energy's gonna be great edge always gives big pops whenever he's in canada Re- regardless of whatever uh providence it is <laughs> he always gets a big pop in canada so him in montreal i'm sure that's gonna be a special moment for him and that's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun match um really looking forward to that thank you chris for the questions this week i appreciate you brother as always you do a great job Uh, Next set of questions come from Nate the Great. He says, what is your... By the way, you can follow Nate at Twitter at PsychoDegary. He says, what is your favorite rap album to come out in the last five years? Uh, Remastered edition of Biggie's uh, Life After Death album. Nothing new. I guess I can say I like songs recently that Kendrick Lamar came out with, but I don't know. There's really nothing that with current hip hop that's really like getting me going. Where I had to listen to a whole album. It's really, really hasn't been the thing for me. Um, but the re- remastered edition of Life After Death is uh, would be my pick. Next question: Would you ever go back and transcribe old matches? Um... If that was the option and if we had a way we could make money off of Pro Wrestling transcriptions and I would be able to have it on a business plan and people would want to uh want me to go back and cover like old shows or something like that, I I would. I, I think it would be a cool challenge. You know, I always said I would love to go back and do a flare and steamboat match or a Nick Bonkweekle and Mr. Perfect match, but I, I don't see myself going back doing any type of transfer unless I'm being compensated for it so at this time probably not um, who is your favorite White Sox player of all time great question it's uh, Frank Thomas Frank Thomas is my guy and Paul Canerico is a close second alright next one who is the main event talent you'd like to see go after and elevate a mid-card title like Seth has done um, you know that, that that's a good question I'd probably go with Drew McIntyre. That would probably be my pick for that question, but that, that's a good one. Like, if you want somebody to be the guy to defe- uh, defeat Walter uh, or Gunther, that that would be my pick, would be uh, Drew McIntyre. Um, <laughs> what are three things you like about AEW? Pretty simple. MJF, The Acclaimed, and um, Jay Cargill. There you go. Speaking of Jade Cargill, do you think they have a plan for Jade? I think she's just in a holding pattern till Chris Sandler gets back. No, there's no plan for her. For whatever reason, she's not involved in this outsiders versus AEW originals angle that they're running with right now. Uh, yeah, she's stuck in limbo, unfortunately. But it's not just her; it's just a lot of people that, for most, students that's stuck in limbo because the main decisions are being run through by a Dirt Sheet Mark, who needs the approval. Of Meltzer, Seltzer, and Jericho To do his job And that's what you get with a Dirt Cheek Vanity project Alright, last question for the Q&A this week Not so many questions, but I appreciate Chris And um, uh, Nate For sending questions, I appreciate you guys um, Do you think uh, Kenta Ever becomes the IWGP World champion Great question um, I don't I, I can see him become like the strong openweight champion or something like that. I'm sure he'll probably have like an opportunity where he closes out like a random Tokyo Dome show. That'd be cool. Or like the Mini or shows like that, Sakura Genesis, stuff like that. I just don't see him like winning the IWGP title. I don't. Unless there was like a big rash of injuries or stuff like that. I think they're pretty set so on like the three or four guys they want to be like their main guys in New Japan. I just, don't see, uh, where, um, I just don't see where – I just don't see where Kansa becomes the champion. I would love to see it. I have to, It's more of like I have to believe it to see it type of thing, and that's just – that's where my head's at with all that. So um, thank you, Chris and Nate, for the great questions this week as always. As always, if you want to participate in the Back Porch Q&A session, all you have to do is hit me up at Twitter – at the Hoots Podcast, or the Hoots Podcast at gmail.com. Now, before we get to our next segment, I did promise that I would answer the question about Valentine's Day. Am I for it? Against it? Like, how do I go about Valentine's Day? Um, this is certainly a touchy topic for some people. Um, some people want to go all out and kind of show off for their people some people like to showcase their people on social media and tag them in nice sappy long posts and stuff like that. Um, me, I've maybe because of my experience in just what I've been coming out of was just coming out of my past relationship was the fact that, of uh, like Valentine's Day in a lot of ways for me, has just become a work and that love stinks and that it's really not worth the time and energy that you put into your mind when it comes to events like this or sweetest day or stuff like that. Unless it's like an anniversary of a boyfriend, girlfriend, or like you're married, like you should treat every day as a celebration of the bond that you have with your partner. That's just how I look at it. I don't need a certain day to dictate that, okay, it's this day Now I have to show out my true love for this person. I'm not going to (laughs) be... It's probably a good chance I'm not going to be sending out flowers at my partner's job or something like that. It's something I wouldn't do. Um, I know it's a very romantic type of week. Hell, <laughs> I don't know if this makes me lose manhood points, but uh, on Sunday uh, before the Super Bowl, I went to go see uh, Titanic. And I went by myself. Uh, they just re-released it in the theaters for the 25th anniversary. It's crazy. I was three years old when that movie came out and I didn't get to watch it live, but I, I, I watched it of course through TV over the years and it's a classic movie. I forgot how long it was, you know? Um, and I wanted to go see it. I was like, why not? I wanted to go check it out. Um, now when I met, did it bring back some memories of Lauren and stuff like that? Absolutely. And it got me choked up a little bit as the movie was going on. Um, Little known Fact, of course, that was her favorite movie, but, um, yeah, it, it was cool. I, I'm glad I went to go see it um, for Leo DiCaprio to be that young and that good for his role. So, guy's the talent, man. I, I gotta get credit where credit's due. Um, also, you probably should go check out The Reverence. It's another underrated movie of his. But um, I'm glad I went to go see Titanic. And don't judge me. I hold no shame or regret for going to see that movie, okay? <laughs> uh, but back to the Valentine's Day thing. Look, folks, if you're going to make a show out of it, you better hope that your bond is actually what it is. Because I would hate to put on an act and try to show off my partner in a public setting. If my dynamic if my dynamic is not the same when we're not around other people, then we got problems, Okay? Uh, I think it's better to have direct communication with your partner and read the room of your relationship and go about it that way and go about what really makes her smile and more than trying to impress her. You already have her. Don't try to put on an act because I, I I just don't believe in that type of stuff. I think your actions should show how you truly feel about your partner and you know, to each his own. Some people want to go about it and, bring out bouquets and barbershop quartets and stuff like that to uh, embrace a partner on a special day like that. For me, it's been so long since I like celebrated Valentine's Day with somebody else. I think it's been like 13 years since I was like with my ex, Carla. Um, so, <laughs> I never really got a chance to celebrate uh, uh, Valentine's Day with Laura because we weren't technically like a couple or anything like that. So, that never uh, came about. So, Anyways, um, Valentine's Day is not for everybody. I, I wouldn't say, like, I hate Valentine's Day or it's something that shouldn't happen. But I think I'm kind of, like, in my Adam Sandler, um, wedding seeker vibe right now where love stinks and <laughs> it's going to take a while for me to really get to that point again where I, um, uh, bring somebody in and, you know, get back to that whole relationship shit. Uh, really my focus right now is just on me and my peace and my happiness. And that's what I have. Um, well, I realized a lot over these last couple of years, especially when it comes to Valentine's day, a lot of people don't have any self-respect and that's a shame. I don't think that should be the case. You should respect yourself. How can you expect your partner to respect you if you can't respect yourself? So with that being said, that's just how I feel about it. You guys let me know what do you guys think about uh, Valentine's day. Even if you're a guy, are you for it? Or are you not? How you go about Valentine's day? Let me know in the comment section down below. Uh, with that being said, it's time to go to our next segment. And we're going to send out to Brother Carter for this week's edition of The Thoughts of Derrico. And when we come back, uh, you'll be hearing this week in WWE right here on Hoots Podcast. Yes, sir.
3: And now, The Thoughts of Derrico. Listen well, man. Welcome, welcome one and all, to the segment that will never be eliminated in any way possible. It is The Thoughts of Derrico featuring the one, the only brother Carter. So I'm just gonna do a quick recap of some WWE programming this week and then we'll I'll give my predictions no for the elimination chamber coming up this Saturday. Should be a great and fun show. I always kind of forget about the Elimination Chamber matches, uh, just because it's a relatively new concept that I've only gotten to see you know, since the WWE Network launch. So it should be a fun show, though. should be a fun show. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, we'll start with SmackDown this week. Uh, so anyone that says that both Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes don't, give a sh- don't get a shot at the world title or shouldn't be involved in this and 100% are just losing their minds... Sami Zayn's stuff with Paul Heyman was fantastic on SmackDown this week. He's taken his game to a whole other level. He was great with the bloodline, and now he's going even further. I love that promo. That was just terrific. Uh, Let's see, just a couple other things from SmackDown. Um, Looks like we're going to get a match between the Viking Raiders and uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, which that should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, let's see, going through this, uh, Jey Uso made his return, so that was really cool, and there's just some interplay between him and Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman, and J- Paul Heyman was fantastic this week, by the way, and he was just like, you should stay home and watch some kind of things that you don't see, or that you see on camera, but you don't see live in the arena, like talking about the Sami Zayn and Jay Uso stuff backstage, that was really cool, Planning some potential seeds for some great stuff, Uh, coming up this weekend at Elimination Chamber so can't wait to see what's going to happen with that that's going to be great great to see Ronda Rousey back Uh, I do like the idea of her and Shayna Baszler going for the uh, women's tag team championships at Wrestlemania I think that makes sense I think that's a good pairing for both of them I think that's going to be excuse me I think that's going to be terrific and um, uh, I think that's a great idea also great for Madcap Moss as well. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Chelsea Green is hilarious. I love watching her every single week. She is just tremendous. I love the whole Karen character she's playing. It's great. I love it. Love me some Chelsea Green. She's terrific. Congratulations to Madcap Moss. Going to get his opportunity at the at the Intercontinental Championship uh, next week. That's going to be great. Um, I think Karen Cross looked really good. I I initially said that Cross was going to get the win here because I think that. Uh, WWE needs to see what they have in Cross. Um I wanted to see him against Gunther. But great for Mad Cat Moss. He deserves an opportunity. He does great work. And I'm looking forward to see what he can do against Gunther. That's going to be great. By the way, if you haven't seen the post-match uh, show on... Uh, or the post-match segment with Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio on WWE.com, you should check it out. That was pretty cool. Okay, let's go over to Raw here. Uh, let's see. So... Obviously, some good stuff with uh, with Edge and Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley and Dominic and all that stuff. That was all great. Uh, the contract signing was it was. Great to see Piper Niven uh, take down Mishan. That was cool. Again, Cody Rhodes. Oh, my God. This was one of the... Anyone that said, oh, my God, they're going to kill Cody Rhodes. Just go watch this promo from Raw. He was on fire. So was Sami Zayn. This was tremendous, tremendous, tremendous storytelling. The crowd was eating it up. One of the best promos I've seen in a while. This was absolutely terrific. So, But anyone who says Cody Rhodes doesn't have a shot, you are insane. Uh, let's see. Always great to see Rick Boogs back. Um, I like the the Seth Rollins segment um, with Austin Theory and Miz TV. I thought Seth Rollins was like, come on, Mike. I thought that was all great um i love rick boogs uh, i thought that was uh everything about that i love rick boogs and uh yeah and then a nice uh triple threat match to close the show so good stuff on raw this week looking forward to elimination chamber this weekend so speaking of which it is time for my predictions no for the elimination chamber this weekend should be a really fun show i'm gonna predict the matches in uh, reverse order as they are listed on WWE.com. The first match they have listed is Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Ah, uh, boy. I'm going to take Lesnar to get the win here. Uh, I actually don't know who who is going to get the win here and what they're going to do if this is going to set up something at WrestleMania. Um, I'm going to take Brock Lesnar to get the win here, and then Bobby Lashley is going to figure out what he's going to do getting into WrestleMania. I feel that story's not quite over yet. Um, I've got Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley defeating Edge and Beth Phoenix. Uh, to give Ripley some momentum going into her championship match at WrestleMania. And then Edge, and Beth and can, Edge can do something with Finn Balor getting into WrestleMania. That's going to be great. Elimination match to determine the challenger to the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. I'm taking Raquel Rodriguez to get the win there. That'll be uh, Carmella, Nikki Cross, Rodriguez, Asuka, Liv Morgan, and Natalia. And I've got Raquel Rodriguez getting the win there. The United States Elimination Champion, uh, Chamber Match. Montez Ford, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and Damian Priest. I've got Austin Theory retaining, um, setting up a match for him at WrestleMania, potentially with John Cena. And then finally, the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship Match. Roman Reigns with Sami Zayn. Of course, Reigns is going to retain here. But I think this is going to be Jay Uso coming back, um, ending up costing... Uh, costing... Sami Zayn, and then this can set up a tag match between Zayn and Owens and the Usos at WrestleMania, or if they want to do a rematch inside Hell in a Cell or something like that at WrestleMania on night one, I could see that being a possibility too, where Roman loses both titles at WrestleMania, one to Cody and one to Sami Zayn. Those are my predictions for the Elimination Chamber. It's going to be a really fun show. Uh, this weekend. I hope you all enjoy the show. Uh, My final thought for the week is just enjoy some wrestling, folks. It's going to be a great, great weekend of it. And it's going to not disappoint as we continue on the road to WrestleMania. This has been The Thoughts of Derrick You're smarter now, man. Look! If
0: you're asking me, if you're asking me if I believe I am capable of beating Roman Reigns, yes, yes, I believe that. If you're asking me if I think I'm capable of becoming the Undisputed Universal Champion, yes, I believe that. If you're asking me if I think I am worthy of being WrestleMania main event material, yes, I believe that to believe that I have to believe that with every fiber of my being because if I don't believe that no one else will Cody okay but if you're asking me if I actually think that I'm gonna be the one walking out of Montreal as the new undisputed universal champion I don't know okay Cody I don't know That's what you're saying to me? You don't know? It seems like everybody here knows. It seems like your hometown of Montreal where they watched you as an upstart wrestler and they're going to be chanting your name. It seems like they know. I haven't been where you've been. I haven't watched Roman Reigns up close, but I have watched him from the sidelines. I've watched him from when he became champion to now. And you're right. Everybody has fallen. But here's the other thing. There's dissension in the bloodline for the first time ever in his bloodline, and that's because of you. There's cracks in the armor, holes in the scales, and that's because of you. The idea that the greatest champion of our generation could possibly be dethroned, becoming a reality, is because of you. This awesome moment in time that we're all here for is because of you. You want to say that Roman Reigns is God mode? we'll put it on a t-shirt printed it looks real good there but roman reigns is a man sammy you crack him open at the elimination chamber and you find out for yourself i won the 2023 royal rumble i punched my ticket michael cole said it on commentary he said finish the story finish the story finish the story i intend to finish my story you need to finish yours
2: Welcome back, everybody, to the Who's Podcast. I'm talking about what happened this week in WWE. Uh, we are a few days out. Actually, two days out as we record this on a Thursday from the Eliminates the Chamber premium live event taking place at the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Looking forward to the show on Saturday. Uh, good to hear Brother Carr's thoughts on the show and his predictions. Uh, will they be correct or not? That remains to be seen but he is the director of all operations After all, uh, I have a couple of things I'd like to point out here and there from Raw and SmackDown before we get to our predictions, and um, I'd like to uh, start things off here. Uh, topic I did not think we were going to get into for the Hoots podcast this week, but I feel that like I'd be remiss in not doing my job if I didn't bring this up. So here's the deal. So I was navigating... Just doing some stuff work-wise the other night And I ran past an article That had to do with uh, Nikki Bella And um, You know the last time we talked about the Bell Twins I was like I was disagreeing a lot With the the way they were going about the whole Their rants about Raw 30 And stuff like that I just thought was this ill time in the Constantine tone? If, if their whole basis of why Raw 30 was not good because Sasha did not get enough airtime whatever, then whatever. But for full disclosure, I've always been a fan of Nikki Bella. As a matter of fact, especially on this show, I've had to, <laughs> I not say defend, but I would have to say that a lot of the flag that she would get over the years uh, has been unwarranted, in my opinion. And I, I don't think ever, anybody's ever misconstrued Nikki Bella being Ricky Steamboat or the Macho Man when it comes to professional wrestling or in-ring skills. But to sit there with a straight face and just go about, like, slamming her career, what she does, her trajectory, her validity of being in the WWE Hall of Fame uh, due to her work rate or who she slept with or stuff like that, it's just disappointing and unfortunate because to say that the Bella twins, both her and brie collectively to say that of them had no impact or rhyme or reason in the professional wrestling business it's just a flat-out lie it is whether you like the wrestling style or not is second in relevance to the actual truth we all have opinions. I think certain performances are not good. You think people are entertaining. I find Orange Cassidy to be boring as shit. People love the guy. Like, I don't get offended when I see kids dressed up as Orange Cassidy at these AEW fans. I'm not gonna come here and say he's doing something wrong. Like I I'm, I'm not into his I'm not into his work. But <laughs> I have an opinion. I'm not gonna degrade the guy personally over it. You know, I'm not a fan of his. I could separate the performance from the human being, and I don't think a lot of people could, and I think that's unfortunate. Yes, the Bella Twins bring a lot of attention to themselves with their reality shows. I know right now they're airing Nikki Bella Says I Do, and congrats to her and Artem with her side and her family. Like, can we let people who gave their life and their bodies to the industry that we love some respect and let them live their lives on their own accord? Like, what do you want Nikki Bella or Brie to be happy? Like, specifically with uh, with Nikki, why why is the flag directed towards her all the time? You hear nothing about Brie, you know, never see people go after Brie. Why? Because Brie is associated with Brian Danielson, and he's in AEW, so, you know, like, even then, there's nothing to critique Brie about. Brie's a wonderful person. My point is, why are we going after Nikki Bella? I just don't... I don't understand that. Wouldn't you rather see the girl happy and smiling? Living her life, the girl broke her freaking neck and tried to come back again to wrestle for you guys? And you want to go and shit on her legacy? Like, if you're not a fan of her work, like, reality TV stuff, cool. That's your prerogative. But I just think the personal flack that she gets for stupid reasons is so stupid. Like, let, let me read this article. So... The WWE Hall of Famer and former longest reigning Divas Champion discussed this topic during the latest edition of the Bells podcast where she opened up how, how difficult it is to hear the random criticisms from fans when all she's done is remain passionate about the sport of pro wrestling. Highlights from the episode can be found down below. Feels like she's the most hated person online in wrestling. Even when it comes to the wrestling industry, I'm the most hated person online. There's literally an article written about it two weeks ago. It is true. I'm the most hated person in the wrestling industry, and it's so mind-blowing because I'm probably one of the nicest. Beyond that, I am hated for being so misunderstood. If I stick up for women, I'm hated. If I stick up for myself, I'm hated. The thing that has always been mind-blowing is I never claimed to be the best wrestler. For some reason, me wrestling and showing passion and love They hate me for it. It's like I'm not allowed to be passionate or have love for it. I mean, there's certain things that I I find myself relatable with Nikki Bella. Um, She's a Scorpio. I'm a Taurus. She feels she's misunderstood. I feel most of the time that I'm generally misunderstood, not only by people that I work with, but also uh, uh, my own family members and stuff like that. Just overall, I feel like I'm a misunderstood person. I'm passionate. I wear stuff on my sleeve. Uh, but I I, I I can see where she's coming from. I relate to a lot of things she's saying. Not just because of the horoscope side. I, it's an added point I want to add on there. But it's not just that. I, I see a lot of uh, – I, I relate to her conjecture and how she is as a human being. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyways, let's continue on with this. There's so much more that goes into being the WWE champion. There are so many components that go into it. It's really crazy because the wrestling industry absolutely hates me online. Not all of them. Obviously, the Bella Bella Army is so strong. We're talking about 10% out of 100. I also feel like I misunderstood. They read the headlines. They don't listen to me fully. When we were at IG Live and Raw 30 came up, I was on IG Live for a good 20, 30 minutes talking about Barmageddon season finale, and questions came in about Raw 30. That was about three minutes of a 20-minute IG Live, but people... Cut things down and made it as if I went on IG Live to talk about that. It's interesting because it's mind-blowing to me because I see all the hate and it's really hard. Because I love this business so much. I broke my neck in this business and other bones, but I came back. I've risked my life. i risked so many things because of how much I love it. It's hard when you're so hated for something. I'm always confused, like, why? What have I ever done? Being successful? Literally, that's it? Because I'm successful? And then she uh, continues on here. I never turned my back on the re- wrestling industry. The more success I've had, I've always tried to bring more awareness to women's wrestling and empower more women. What can my success do for others? There are a lot of other. There's a lot of other people that see that and write articles about that too, which I'm so appreciative of. That stuck up for Bree and I, and I've written amazing articles about us and showcase that is truly incredible. That small group, it's a really distinct demo, and it's mind blowing. I also think the people that do hate, they are the ones that are afraid to not go with the flow. They're afraid that the trolls are going to turn on them. There's a bandwagon bella hate. I'm sure I'm sure that is. I'm sure that's the case. And, again, I I don't think anybody's going to misconstrue her wrestling skills or stuff like that. But to sit there with a straight face and say that this girl is useless, unworthy of being a Hall of Famer, the personal shots that people take at her, I, I, I just don't think that's cool. I acknowledge her work. I covered a lot of her matches during her run, uh, especially when she was the longest-rating Divas Champion. I have a hell of a lot of respect for her, not only as a performer, but also as a person. I actually went back to listen to the podcast where these quotes came from, just to hear from her, from herself. And you can hear that disappointment, internal disappointment, where, where you feel like all you want uh, at the end of the day from the people that you risk your life for to try to entertain is some sense of validation and respect that like the work that you put in was it meant something to people and then to have those same people throw it back in your face and talk shit about you and pull fun of your image and stuff like that it's whatever like I, I, I just think that's unfortunate to be honest with you and then you know for people to go after Artem her husband or whatever like I I, I don't relate to people that feel like they need to knock down partners, especially celebrities. Like, look, it, it's a very good shot you're not going to be with them. Stop being a simp and be like, "Oh, it should have been me. It should have been me. Like, why, why are you going after her boyfriend or comparing him to John Cena? I just think that's wasted energy. So I wanted to come on here and tell uh, Nikki. I doubt she's listening to this, but if anybody does say this to her, I just want her to know that I have ever immense amount of respect for what she's brought to the wrestling industry and her attentions and how pure of a person she is and what she's done in the ring. And I think a lot of times she, her work is very underrated and I have a lot of respect for her and her hustle and grind. And it's unfortunate that she's going through that. I, I think that's a shame because she's unwarranted. The flag she gets is unwarranted. So, That's all I wanted to say. I wanted to get that off my chest. So uh, a couple other things. Uh, I love what went down on Friday last week with SmackDown where they had the whole show thread of, you know, Jimmy still trying to find where Jay's at. Jay comes in last minute for the tag match with Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Fantastic match. Uh, Usos retain. You get the backstage shot where they're talking back and Jay's still un, like undecided where he wants to go back to the bloodline and stuff like that. Paul Heyman's lurking in the background stalking them and stuff like that. You get the interaction in the parking lot with him and Sami Zayn. And then we get the whole thing with the cliffhanger at the end of uh, SmackDown last uh, Friday uh, where Paul comes up to Jimmy and says <laughs> hey, stay home. It, sometimes he realized you need to see things on television that you don't see live, and I thought that was cool. You know, you know, and, and then the promo that Sammy had with Paul, I, I thought that was fine. I will say this: so I have to be fair. I call it spade of space. Stayed here with stuff I don't like. I I, I just find it funny where we're here's the guy who one minute thought about being Usy and being the comic guy, and then the next second, I was supposed to be intimidated by the guy because he's hopping over barricades in the hoodie. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I I, get he's trying to hide his identity from the bloodline. But that's another thing. Like, you're lurking in height and jumping from people from behind and evading shows and stuff like that. Are you a heel or a face? <laughs> now I'm supposed to take you serious as an assassin because Twitter wants to make you a WrestleMania, WrestleMania main eventer. Yeah, I said it. Twitter wants to make you the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. World, Heavy, World Heavyweight Champion. Like who are we fooling here? <laughs> let's go over to Raw, really quick. Another uh, thing for SmackDown, I really enjoyed the match with the. Um, uh, it was um, they announced that they're gonna do Drew McIntyre chance against the Viking Raiders. That's gonna be pretty pretty good. So I got that out of the way. All right, let's go back to let's go back to Raw. You heard the promo from Cody and Sammy. Another good piece of business there in Brooklyn. Good, good set of cojones by Triple H by doing that, you know? Everybody's like, oh, they're going to boo Cody out of the building. Still wait for that moment to happen. Still, uh, You guys let me know when uh, the fans are going to turn on uh, Cody, another dumb wrestling Twitter narrative. And then we get into, yeah, um, <laughs> let's go. We had the opening Part of the show where um, they announced they're we going to do the triple threat match. Um, we we kind of figured by the end of the show that's like, hey, you know, neither Bianca or Becky, no, e- my bad, neither uh, Bailey or uh, Becky were going to get into the Elimination Chamber match. This is a good way to get Bianca on the show, get a nice solid women's main event on the show. And um, I like how they intertwined with that. They were like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Why would the champion? Being in a match where it prevents other performers from being in a chamber match. When all the chamber matches, uh, chamber participants have been announced. It's not about everything that's on paper. There's a bigger picture to it. And it goes with everything Bianca stands for. She wants the best. She wants to beat the best. And she wants to go through the best. It's showing her ability as a fighting champion. It's not about... Oh, this and that and other weird <laughs> conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know why everybody was complaining about that. I just thought that was weird and stupid. Anyways, um, we had Street Profits lose to Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Very good match. After that, we had On Site Edge come out, which was great. And then, Mommy Rhea Ripley <laughs> dropped Beth <laughs> Phoenix. With the Riptide, I thought that was awesome. Uh, Oh, how about this, by the way? You had, um... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Did you guys see the uh, video for Valentine's Day with Dominic and uh, Rhea? This guy is so scared to go back to prison. He runs away from (laughs) cops because his car got declined. (laughs) I thought that was phenomenal. If you guys haven't seen that video on YouTube, you should go check it out. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) Anyways, um, the Seth Rollins boots, I don't know what the hell those were, Clifford the Dog, <laughs> Clifford the Dog type shoes. I thought those were funny, man. <laughs> I didn't know you could actually buy those. Either expensive or they just use it for the hell of it. I don't, I don't know what it is. That guy is going all out with his fashion, so it is what it is. thought that segment was good. Yeah, it's looking more obvious that he's going to fight Logan Paul at WrestleMania, which is fine. Um, and then I talked about the Cody salmon, of course, and then of course we had the main event. So overall, that's sounds like a nice solid buildup for uh, the chamber. Uh, tomorrow should be very interesting because, uh, the show is in Montreal. They're doing a double shot in Montreal, not only the pay-per-view, but, uh, Smackdown will be there. So I think that's going to be awesome. So we'll have Sammy get the feel of how that Montreal crowd is going to be going into the pay-per-view. And um, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Tribal Chief will be there. Uh, it should be. I think sparks are going to fly, pal. Not only that, we got this Drew McIntyre-Sheamus match uh, against the Viking Raiders. Is going to be dope. Um, we got Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler taking on uh, Natalya and Shotsy Blackheart. That's a tag match that was announced in the program. Gunther is going to fight uh, Mad Cat Moss. Um, so SmackDown should be pretty loaded. Businesses are picking up so far from WWE. Uh things have been enjoyable. I really enjoyed this lineup that we have here for the Elimination Chamber. It's only five matches. Um, but they all serve their purpose and it's gonna be an interesting night, uh, in Montreal. So let's make some predictions before we get to our final segment here. Um here we go. Uh Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I think the Hurt business returns and this ends in a uh either a no contest or um uh, or Brock gets the win over Lashley and then Hurt Business attack him after that or it's going to be a no contest then you go from there. So <laughs> uh, After that, we got the mixed tag match with Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on uh, the Judgment Day. I have the Judgment Day winning and um, Rhea sends Beth to the upper room. Yeah, this is going <laughs> to... It's going to be so... This is. It's going to be similar to Extreme Rules to the point where Edge is needs the reason to put Finn Balor in hell in his cell. Edge beats Finn straight up and Rhea straight up. I don't know if you need to have a rematch at WrestleMania with Edge and Finn, you know. So, I have the Judgment Day winning here. I'm sure Ray will get involved. This may work. Ray and Dominic finally get some physicality with each other. So, let's we'll see how that goes. But, I have the Judgment Day being Edge and Beth Phoenix. Um, elimination Chamber Match for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, the winner will fight... Uh, Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. It's Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Italia and Carmella. I have Asuka winning, but put it a wild card here. Maybe Liv Morgan wins. You never know. From there, we got the Elimination Chamber match. For the United States Championship, it's Austin Deary against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford uh, of the Street Profits. You know what? I'm going to go here. I'm going to go with uh, Johnny Gargano as a surprise. I think Johnny Gargano wins. Um, either him or Seth Rollins are going to win this match, in my opinion. I would not be surprised if Austin Deary's retains, but we'll have to see how it wants to go with Austin are we certain? Are we for certain that he's going to fight Jossie at WrestleMania? I, I would think so. But if that's not the case, we'll have to see where it goes. But I think you have some money by having Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano one-on-one at WrestleMania if you're not doing him and John Cena. That's what I'm going to say there. And then the main event, look, it's been a fun ride. The energy's been real. But the Tribal Chief will put down Sami Zayn. Repeat, Roman Reigns will put down Sami Zayn. We're not doing triple threats. It's not 2014. And here's the spoiler alert, as Paul Heyman would say. You know what's going to happen if you do a triple threat? It's going to be a repeat of WrestleMania 37. I was there for that. Where Twitter forced, again, Daniel Bryan into another WrestleMania triple threat match that he didn't deserve to be in the first place. Uh, only in Twitter land where the winner of the Royal Rumble has no merit. Uh, the, the Royal Rumble is meaningless to wrestling Twitter because we got to have triple threat matches every year at WrestleMania if we don't get the Royal Rumble winner that we didn't win did for. Or an indie guy didn't win for. That's, that's the thing with the Royal Rumble now is ruined. Either an indie guy has to win the Rumble or a guy with a beard that's 5'10 whatever. If they don't win the Rumble, oh, it's going to be a triple threat. It's going to be a triple threat. It's going to be a triple threat. Stop fooling yourselves. Rumble Reigns will win. Jake Uso will cost Sami Zayn. All goes well in the bloodline. There will be a big brawl. I'm sure KO will come out, have a nice reconciliation with Sami in the process. And that's how the show goes off the air. But this premium live event on Saturday... It's gonna be on like Donkey Kong. And it's gonna be fun. So, looking forward to it. That, my friends, is what happened this week in WWE. On that note, it's time for the main event. It's scheduled one flow with an unlimited time limit. As we set enough and get ready for everybody's favorite part of the week, the highly anticipated and highly requested, never duplicated, What the hell is wrong with A.W.? This bad boy starts off with the director of all operations, Brother Carter, in a three, a two,
0: a one. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat, Beat, beat your meat. I'm telling you, my time... Right now. Right this minute 2022. We're living in my time as now. My time is right. God damn now. Man, what
3: intensity. It's time for What the Hell Is Wrong with AEW! hell is wrong with aew you know this show just continues to go down and down and down and just when you think they can't get any worse aew goes and gives us a show like they gave us last night and you go hey there's aew being aew and that's basically what we got last night so let's get into some of the things that i enjoyed uh so I enjoyed hearing the story of Wardlow about his father. That was actually kind of cool, like knowing that about his past. that was neat. I just don't believe Wardlow is a credible contender for Samoa Joe. Now Samoa Joe has been a shell of himself, of course as well because Aew has screwed him up. But you're expecting me to believe that Wardlow after you know after he got away from MJF and was the hottest thing uh, that was the hottest he'd ever been after he got away from MJF and was basically relegated to nothing after that is a credible contender for Joe? I don't think so. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, I love Mark Briscoe. He's awesome. That was so great to see him in the ring. Um, I don't understand why the Lucha Bros are helping him. I just don't understand that. Um, But, man, Mark Briscoe has some badass swagger, though. Um, I love his look. I love his just mannerisms, his facial expressions, everything about him, his movement in the ring, his moves. It's all awesome. I love Mark Briscoe. I'm sad I haven't had a chance to see the Briscoes just because I don't really watch ROH. ROH, so I didn't really have a chance to really see the Briscoes until uh, recently. And, um, you know, Mark Briscoe is, of course, all elite now, which is great. I love that for him. Uh, I, I think it's going to be great. I hope they do something with him as a single star. But I love Mark Briscoe, and I'm going to look forward to seeing him every, every week. Well, not every week because AEW won't show him every week. But every time I get to see Mark Briscoe. I look forward to seeing him because you don't know what you get week to week from AEW. You just don't. And uh, MJF gets such great heat, and I love it. He cuts another amazing promo. Um, the Christopher Daniels stuff was a bit odd and just a bit out of place, which is weird because Christopher Daniels is great. Christopher Daniels is great. And Christopher Daniels actually cut a great promo too, uh, and I enjoyed that. It was just kind of a real an odd segment for me, but it was fine. MJF is MJF. Christopher Daniels did great work. This was just kind of an odd pairing for me, but it was what it was. And now let's get to the shit, and oh god, was there some shit tonight. Why the hell is the acclaimed wasting their time with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen? Is this what's happening to them now? That one of the best parts of AEW is being relegated to a clown and a guy whose gimmick is to put his hands in his pockets? Oy, another fall for the acclaimed. Sanjay Dutt is a complete idiot. I I I don't like his gimmick at all. Um, the eight-man tag itself was fine, um, but the ending sequence took way too long. Um, Sanjay was in the spread equal position for way too long. By the way, um, I will give props to Jeff Jarrett for going out and wrestling this match a day after the passing of his father, Jerry Jarrett. Um, that had to be hard for him, but... You know, he went through it like a professional, and maybe that was just what he needed to, to get over the loss of his dad, who, had, who basically has, you know, got Jeff into wrestling and who's been involved with wrestling his whole life. So maybe that was just kind of therapeutic for him. But great effort from Jeff Jarrett after the passing of his dad, for sure. Hey, y'all remember when uh, Claudio Castanoli was going to be a game changer for AEW? He has done nothing of relevance since joining the company. And his reign as ROH champion means absolutely nothing. He has done nothing at all. He had a, a, a he was in a match last night. And that was the first time we'd seen him do anything on television in a match of any capacity in like six weeks. So, but he was a game changer, pal. And why are they fighting Preston Vance and Roosh? The Texas Tornado match was unorganized, had unnecessary brawling for no reason. As soon as Moxley started bleeding, I changed the channel. And fa- or no, sorry, I fast forwarded to the end of the match. I watched this on DVR, and I, fa- I fast forwarded the end because as soon as Moxley bladed, I was like, ah, there's Moxley. Ah, okay. Uh, What exactly am I supposed to care, or why exactly am I supposed to care about Jungle Boy? He's now randomly done with Hook after two weeks of Jungle Hook, which doesn't make any, that didn't make any sense, now breaking up from him doesn't make any sense, and now he was in a random match with Brian Cage. I have absolutely no idea what AEW is doing with Jungle Boy or Brian Cage or Hook or anything like that. Well, we'll get to Hook here in a bit. Now, it's great to see Kristen Cage back, but I guess we're going to randomly restart that feud. Fine. And where the hell has Luchasaurus been in all of this? Like I have Jungle Boy had such great potential and AEW has completely killed him with um with their lack with the with everything that they've done with booking. Like it's just I have no idea why I'm supposed to care about Jungle Boy. Um I just want to mention once again that I hate the elite and everything that they stand for. Just wanted to say that. And now we're going to get a Texas death match at with Moxley and Page. Because, of course, we are. Because they're going to want to bleed to death. Because that's what they want to do. They want to be sideshow wrestlers. And the Dark Order is randomly getting involved for some reason. Who who exactly am I supposed to cheer for here? The Blackpool Combat Club are faces. Adam Page is supposed to be a face. But now we've got this feud. The Dark Order are faces. Like, who am I supposed to cheer for in this match? I have no idea. Or in this whole feud. It... it they're going to go out and just beat each other senseless, and I'm going to not care. I hope—well, never mind. Ricky Starks is relegated to working with the worst faction of all time in the Jericho Appreciation Society. They are the worst faction of all time. No question about it. And we've seen the core. And this is where Ricky Starks has been relegated to. So I hope he can get his way out of there into NXT as soon as possible. And, of course, one of their best, uks, um, best acts, Hook, is suspended, which doesn't really matter because Hook's never on TV anyway. So, of course, they're going to suspend him for some stupid reason. This company is just so full of clowns. It's unbelievable. Well, and I got to give AEW some props. They finally took the women out of before the main event spot and put him in the main event spot, which is about time. Um, the match itself was fine. Tony Storm is just so bland. Oh my God. By the way, I saw this on Twitter. I thought this was great. So, she complained about pies getting thrown in her face, but doesn't mind getting her ass spray painted. Yeah, good job, Tony. Oh, man. When she comes trying to crawl back to WWE, I really hope they say no, because she is terrible. Ruby Soho being caught in this middle of this feud between the originals and the outsiders is fine. If it wasn't just so random and they could tell a better story. Like, I I mean, Ruby Soho is clearly an outsider, but she's trying to go in the middle. I don't know. This storyline just doesn't make a lot. I mean, it kind of makes sense, and we'll see where they go with it. It's... One of their better storylines, I guess, but it's just just kind of just weird and randomly thrown together. Kind of like this company, kind of like this show, randomly thrown together, and I just don't give a damn. Seriously, what the hell is wrong with AEW? This has been
4: What the Hell
3: is Wrong with AEW!
2: Thank you, Sir Royalty, Brother Carter, Dave for the submission this week. Time for Joshie's portion of what the hell is wrong with AW, a.k.a. what is it wrong with AW. Make sure to stick around because I got a final send-off for this week's podcast. This is going to make you laugh. My first attempt of doing uh, freestyle rapping, <laughs> this scene, and uh, it's a tribute inspired by the Acclaim, and I got uh, my very first diss track that I'm ever doing. And it should be a lot of fun. So uh, let's get into this. Um, look, I don't need to tell you that AEW is in a rut right now as far as just buzz and just general conversation. You know, I get painted as the AEW hater and stuff like that. But I call it spade a spade and I see what I see. And... Nobody wants to say, but i have, that's what our job here at the Hoots Podcast is. And it's kind of the point of this segment where a lot of people act like is Teflon and they can do no wrong and their shit don't stick and stuff like that. And Brother Carter and I are here to serve the wrestling fans the right way. And I feel like for me, especially for myself, like I feel like we're being hoodwinked. We're being run of having an alternative wrestling promotion. And as the weeks go by, like I find myself more and more indifferent to this show. And I'm really feeling it now, especially for the fact that I, I haven't done um, a transcript of Dynamite, uh, a Dynamite show or Rampage since, let me look at my page here. The last Dynamite that I did for the main event, was the show where Mark Risco and Jay Lethal main evented in Louisville. That was January 25th. That's almost a month. <laughs> and the last TV show I covered for Rampage was Heyman Page and Wheeler Utah Wheeler Useless. I haven't covered Dynamite or Rampage for three weeks. And as I watch the show now, without the benefit of doing the transcript, I even knows even much how much more it's A struggle for me To sit through this program It's not good It's not fun to sit through I'll say this Um, First off My thoughts and prayers and condolences Go out to the family of Jeff Jarrett Uh, Fortunately the legendary Jerry Jarrett Passed away at the age of 80 I want to give a big shout out to Jeff For holding his composure And still being willing to want to wrestle On TV like that last night Um I'm excluding Jeff Jarrett From what the hell is wrong with AEW this week So I hope you guys would understand Um I have a lot of respect for Jeff Jarrett Even though I'm not a fan Of this faction he's in I have a lot of respect for Jeff and what he's done For the wrestling industry and Um it's very sad anytime he Loses a family member especially a parent like that So my thoughts go out to him Karen uh the whole family Uh it's really sad to see that Uh it was good to see a smile on his face as well Um but well, let's get back to the show. You get everything that's wrong with AEW in this episode. and I think this week really got me to the tipping point of why I made this diss trap. Because some things just need to be said. And, you know, I feel like we're being hoodwinked here. Like, are we supposed to be watching something new that's groundbreaking and revolutionary? Because um, I don't see it. Yet, this stupid clown. Tony Khan keeps going on Twitter and doing these interviews with Dan Lebertar and etc. Where he's trying to convince himself that he's still in a war with the WWE, which is more funny to me. He is as much in a war with WWE as, (laughs) let me say this, AW, let me say this, rephrase this. Lori Lightfoot has a better chance of keeping the Bears in Chicago than Tony Khan has getting the ratings up close to Raw or SmackDown. If that offends you, be offended. You're not going to hear that on any wrestling podcast because people want to get put over in validation for Tony Khan. We're going to call a spade a spade here. Look, this show was a clusterfuck. The eight-man tag was all over the place. The refereeing was just an absolute abolishment. And, of course, it's Aubrey Edwards, so we can't be surprised. From there, we have a Texas Tornado match with two teams that have nothing to do with each other. It goes over 20 minutes. A gratuitous amount of blood, not only from John Moxley and press advance. Again, third week in a row where you see somebody on camera blading. Also, third week in a row, we have shitty officiating during these matches in bleeding situations. And, you know, you could do grounded paws, grounded pound attacks with steel chains. That's not enough to put away at a moment. Um, I don't know what was the need to have that match be that long with Moxley and Claudio against Roosh and Vance. I, I just don't get that. I really don't. If you want to do that as a rampage, main event, whatever, fine. But I think sometimes Tony Khan forgets that this is your flagship show. And this show, this past Wednesday night in Laredo, Texas, was the Drizzling Shits. It was. There was a few exceptions. I like the Wardlow uh, sit-down interview with JR. I thought that was very good. Nice piece of business. Even like the acclaimed rap. What else is new? <laughs> uh, you know... Was, I, I enjoyed Mark Briscoe's match With Josh Woods I thought that was fine One of the few rare pieces of good business Where we had a solid wrestling match that wasn't filled with bullshit I thought that was great I, I, I enjoyed it But we go through Jungle Boy and Brian Cage Nobody gave a shit um, Nice to see Christian Cage come back Shout out to my guy Andrew Baydal. I know that made him happy So it looks like we'll get Jungle Boy And Christian at Revolution uh, I'd like the beginning part of NJS promo, but again, like I said last week, it's amazing to me how much he's been carrying this feud with Brian Danielson. And, ooh, I'm supposed to be scared of Brian Danielson because he called himself the boogeyman. Like, from an entertainment and care standpoint, outside of Brian Danielson's wrestling skills, what other senses do you have to cheer for him in AEW? This is a serious question for me to you. Outside of his wrestling matches, what other sense do you have to care about the guy? When's the last passionate or promo that was worth the while to give a shit about Brian Danielson? Has Brian Danielson made a lick of difference to buzz metrics, business, merchandise? Has he made any lick of a difference of revenue for AEW since he's come there? In 2021, because outside CM Punk, he's probably been the biggest disappointment out of any of these ex WWE signs that he had. Yeah, I just said that. Brian Danielson's run with AEW has been a flop. Nobody cares about this match. They care for for MJF. Do they really care for Brian Danielson when we know the outcome is going to be in Revolution in in? San Francisco, let me do my excrement uh, impression before we get out of here, by the way, I have no comment on the main event, it was a waste of time, I did not care for it, it looks like Ruby Soho's gonna fight Jamie Hader at Revolution, whoopity fucking do, um, Oh, and yes, uh, I agree with what Carter said about Tony Storm, so we'll, we'll add on to that. But let's do the actual impression, because we got this special ti- spark, uh, special start time tomorrow for Rampage that's just airing an hour before SmackDown uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. Here it is. Country live on Rampage on TNT. It's AW Rampage Slam Dunk with a special start time at 7 a.m., 4 p.m. Pacific. We have Daniel Garcia of the Jericho Appreciation Society taking on Ricky starts From there, we have Dustin Rhodes taking on Swerve Strickland of Bogle Affiliates. Jay Cargill puts her AEW TBS Women's Championship on the line against Vert Vixen. In the main event, it's for the AEW World Trios Championship. It's the Elite taking on Top Flight and AR Fox in a highly anticipated rematch from Dynamite. And we got AEW Revolution taking place on March 5th, 2023 from the Chase Center in San Francisco, California. Here's the matches for the program. Samoa Joe against Wardlow for the AEW TNT Championship. We got John Moxley against Page, at and Page in the Texas Test Match. From there, we have the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match. It's the Guns winning the titles against the Acclaim and the winners of the Tag Team Battle Royal and the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. <laughs> Listen to that. We have two Battle Royals. <laughs> two two tag team battle royals that serve contenders my god then the main event it's a six minute 60 minute Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship it's NJF against Brown Dance more matches being announced make sure to follow Tony Khan on Twitter by the way I do I just knew they were going to do some gimmicky hardcore bullshit to wrap up Moxley and Hangman Page I just knew it. That whole promo segment, I'm watching it. I'm like, who am I supposed to cheer for? You know, like who am I really supposed to cheer for here? <laughs> man, what a what a crappy show from top to bottom, man. This episode of Dynamite was ass. Um on that note, I I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> My friends, it's what the hell is wrong with AEW this week. I want to say this, and remember, folks, be the authentic product that is yourself. Remember, nobody dictates and pays life, but yourself and the man upstairs. You can follow me on Twitter at The Hoots Podcast. Make sure to follow Brett work at com. Make sure to subscribe to our channels, whether it's Stitcher, what? Google Play, what? Apple Music, what? Anywhere you get a podcast from, just type in Who's Podcast. to support us, leave us a review, let us know what you like or dislike about the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the Elimination Chamber. should be a fun show. We'll be here to recap it next week. We're two episodes away from reaching episode 350. I'm Joshy for Brother Carter via Satellite. This has been episode 348 of the Hoots Podcast. I am leaving you this week with the very first diss track ever of the Hoots Podcast here from your boy, Joshy. We love you guys. We'll talk to you all next week. Hope you guys enjoyed the diss track. Yes, sir. (laughs) Here we go.
1: Of the yo,
2: Let you know the name. yo, and, and the listen, acclaimed. Acclaimed. In the game. listen,
5: yo. That they wanna
2: be Let's keep it 100. This promotion gets worse every single week, whether it's TBS or TNT. AEW really ain't the place to be. Ooh, my bad. Am I gonna get canceled? Am I gonna get canceled by wrestling Twitter? Hey, you nimrods, do me a favor. Wake up and open your fucking eyes. We're being hoodwinked by a con artist, a man that's nothing more than Nick Khan's bitch. His name is Tony Khan. Hey, Tony. How you doing, buddy? While we're at it. Why are you upping my matches? Stop giving Meltzer those oral sessions. That's got to sting a little bit, right? But guess what? It's going to get worse for you, buddy. It's coming up in 2024. You're going to lose MJF. Jake Cargill's going to quit. Your referee crew is still going to suck. The Elite. They still blow. Hey, stop ripping off New Japan. They make you look like Disney. Tony Khan, why did you have to lie to us? You're going to say you're going to give us sports-based wrestling, but it's nothing but a fucking mud show that's rightfully criticized. Hey, you think this might be justified that all your stuff is awesome, but to me, my friend, you're higher than just Coggle P.S.,
5: Put the pipe down.